I once had a plant that I killed. It's while Robin and I were dating, and she looked at it and said, no, it just needs some water. And so she started watering it, and sure enough, it came back, even though I was sure it was gone. Sometimes at the end of winter and sometimes when we get to Lent, it feels like spring is never going to come. The trees are never going to put on leaves. The grass is never going to be green. And in my own life, I'm never going to get over whatever it is I'm going through. But Jesus Christ says, I am the living water. It is because of Jesus Christ that we know there will be resurrection. And so we worship him this morning. Let us worship God. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, our God, as we look at this passage today, we ask that your spirit would work within us so that we would receive that which you would have us receive. And I pray most earnestly that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together will be acceptable to you, for you are our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. I call this sermon Temptation. I've preached on the subject in the passage many, many times. And then as in the, in the middle of going over it and looking into it, I was hit like a ton of bricks that this is about being tested. Yeah, the temptation is there. There is no doubt about that. But there is something at work here that when you look at the Greek and look at the original context, this is tested. Jesus was being tested. And temptation, it is genuinely, as it's genuinely understood, doesn't just quite fit with the nature of God. Temptation fits with the nature of us. But God doesn't entice, God doesn't lure, God doesn't take us away from himself. God does not do that. But many people in reading this passage kind of thinks, even though it's attributed to Satan, that he does. And then we have our Lord's Prayer, which we are going to be saying a little later, lead us not into temptation, which is better translated, do not bring us to the test, the test, which is, and I have known this for years, and it's part of my spirit and probably part of yours, Lord, help me catch on before I am completely stripped down. Because we know God in his severe but loving, it's all about loving, mercy will sometime allow us to crash. So we get to the point where we have to cry out to God and say, you are my only hope. At that point, God works miracles. But we're not changing the Lord's prayer anytime soon. And the next phrase kind of balances it out. But deliver us, Lord, from evil. What our loving God does is he prepares his people. When we are given a challenge, there is no intention on the part of God that he won't build us and strengthen us and help us to meet the challenge. We were never designed to do this on our own power. God has always, always, through the Old Testament, especially through the Old Testament, we have seen people be transformed and morphed into the people that he wants us to be. So what our loving God does is he prepares his people. And Jesus was being tested in solidarity with us. As God strengthens us, know that God himself through Christ 
has actually participated in the testing. Our learning is spiritual and our learning is a process. And we are to develop and be strengthened in the Lord, even though we are loved exactly as we are. In fact, there's nothing we can do to make God love us more. His love is so complete for us as is, unconditionally as is. He is not done with us. Still, after saying all that, I still have a bit of a negative reaction to being tested. To the word and the concept of testing. But it's because it's so easy to be stuck on a narrow cultural understanding about what it means. Pass, fail, right, wrong, true, false. Some of us have been told that our actual value is and worth is tied up in whether or not we pass man-made tests with flying colors. And we really believe this. My eyes were opened by an English teacher that I had in 12th grade. And it's so interesting because I learned several of you must have had the same English teacher. But this guy opened my eyes and he said, forget about what your teacher wants. Forget about trying to figure out what your teacher wants. Risk leaving the A behind. And this was way before AP classes, but it was a college prep class. We didn't not want to get an A. And he says, you must risk this. It might mean capitulation if you don't risk it. And it might mean selling your soul if you don't risk it. And I thought at the time that the takeaway was be true to yourself. But it opened the door for the greater, greater takeaway, which is be true to God, whose testing is about loving and loving each other and loving ourselves, whose testing about is do we have the capacity to forgive? Do we have the capacity to receive forgiveness? Do we have the capacity to receive all that God wants to give us? That's the test. And the deep, intricately rich way this love plays out in the world and governs our thoughts. God's son came among us to demonstrate that love and was driven by the spirit into the wilderness, a barren place of broken limestone and yellow sand. And it was bleak and it was stark. And he was there for 40 days. And he had just come from a higher place, an emotionally, spiritually higher place. Jesus' magnificent identity had been established the theophany occurred at his baptism when the dove came down and the voice came out that this is my beloved son. He goes from that, which is the highest place possible, to the wilderness. And anyone who knows anything about spiritual direction or mapping out our spiritual life knows, and I'm not being negative here, this is the truth. When you have your spiritual high, get ready for the downfall. When you have the mountaintop, there's going to be something else that happens right afterwards. We are warned about this. He is driven into the wilderness. And then he hears Satan say, if you're the son of God, you can do magic. As if he was saying, and we understand as if someone was saying to us, if you're a Christian, then you'll never have any doubts about God. If you're a loving person, you will not have one ounce of hate in your body. If you are a good parent, then your children will be kind and loving and gentle to you 
If you're a good pastor, then everybody will want to think and talk about nothing else but Jesus Christ their Lord. Satan strums the imposter fear in all of us and did this to Christ. If you are the son of God, then turn these stones, he said to the famished Jesus, to become bread. And Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then if you are the son of God, throw yourself off the cliff and the angels will actually protect you, evil taunted. And I've got scripture to back it up, evil said. If you are what you are supposed to be, not only this is to Christ, should you work magic, but also be demonstrably daring and fearless. And whatever you do, don't align yourself, align yourself with the mundane and the ordinary. Throw yourself off the cliff. Be daring, be extreme. Give everyone what they want. Achieve everything and look really good doing it. Do the supernatural thing without a safety net. In other words, throw yourself off of a cliff if you're really God. And Jesus did not succumb to the distorted understanding of a worldly Messiah, which is to contort your body, your mind, your soul to what humanity wants. Jesus dismissed the foolhardy words. And Jesus said, do not put the Lord your God to the test because God is untestable. He does not have to meet our standards. He does not have to satisfy our questions. He welcomes them, but he doesn't have to satisfy our questions. We don't have to say, I believe this, this, and this about God, but because of this, he's not. God is God. God is here. God is real, and he proved it through his son, Jesus Christ. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. So Satan brought him to the ultimate test, the mountaintop, where he could see all the kingdoms of the world. And Satan said, all this I will give you if you worship me. And Jesus was offered ultimate earthly power and immense wealth and said, Get away from me, Satan. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Which is what Christ did with his life and his love sacrifice in solidarity with the ones he would save. He was tested and in this is the promise that we will thrive and overcome through God's loving testing. We are being tested by the God of grace. But he doesn't consider wrong answers. That's a human thing. In fact, he doesn't even consider right answers. You could know all the answers and still not know about the kingdom of God. If we're in the process of being tested, we're already his. In fact, the only thing that will condemn us is if we think we've mastered it. And the test that we have been given is to be strengthened. The test is, do you know how to love? Do you know how to receive love? Can you receive God? Can you receive his forgiveness? Can you forgive each other? Can you say, Jesus Christ is Lord? That is the test. And here is the means of grace to receive with his love. Let us pray.
Lord, you've made the test very easy, but there are depths to loving you and being loved by you that we will learn about our entire lives. And we thank you and praise your holy name that you do not give up on us, that sometimes what appears to be a severe mercy is the most loving thing imaginable, that you will be with us when we know you're there and with us when we are so unaware of any divine activity, and then we look back and say, wow. We thank you, dear Lord, for you are ever-present. And be with us now. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And let us continue worshiping in the giving of our offerings. 